listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. What a weekend we had in the NFL. On a day where Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes both lose, we had a thriller to cap off Sunday night football and a big NFC East matchup tonight on Monday night football. RJ, what is the Vegas lead? Vegas lead. Now, we will, about 6.45 Eastern, be doing a full Vegas preview on Dallas, Philly. I actually like, this is one of our super contest picks, but we're going to start with the two biggest games of the day. And these are some of the best teams because we are trying to figure out the best team. But let's start San Francisco, Green Bay. And we're going to have to hear McKenzie's excuses, too, at some point. (laughs) All right, RJ, what a finish in San Francisco. Aaron Rodgers leads the Packers down the field with 37 seconds left on the clock. Sets up a 51-yard game-winning kick for the Packers, who take out the Niners 30-28. to Okay, so on the Super Bowl list right now, updated, pregame.com. We have the Green Bay Packers at 13 to 1. 13 to 1. Now, there was one, two, three, four, four teams ahead of them. Packers 13 to 1. San Francisco 16 to 1. So, this is a situation where San Francisco and the Packers were flipped before. Packers had the worst Super Bowl odds. Now they have the better Super Bowl odds over the 49ers. I think if you look at that game last night, one, you've got to say Aaron Rodgers has talent that few quarterbacks have. That Even during his down years, and I'm not sure this won't be one of them. In fact, I still think it will be. He had the ability to make that amazing throw or amazing throws that the other above-average quarterbacks, the you know 10th, 12th, 14th best in the league, just don't have the arm talent. And Rodgers has always had that. And that's why, in my opinion, it's been <clears throat> tempting to always think he was great. Is to say he was just as good in 2010, he was just as good in 2018. No. In Aaron Rodgers' career... There were a four or five year period early after he started. You know, he had a couple years sitting or three years sitting that he was as good as any quarterback that ever played the game. Just he, his yards per attempt was like eight and a half. It was as good as any quarterback ever. Then he had four years or so that was close to average. Between great and average, he was actually closer to average. So if we say 50s average, 100 is the best ever, he was maybe a 68. 70 at best. He wasn't close to great. Last year, he was great again. Now, last night, he had some great plays. Now, how great was he overall? Eh, 
I mean, 82 PFF grade, 78 QBR, which is good. That's good. But it wasn't like a statement game. There were statement plays from Rodgers. Let me ask you, when you look at Aaron Rodgers, do you think, oh my gosh, he's on pace for another MVP season? Or is it more like I'm saying? I think it's more like you're saying, but I think you said this before. Actually, you've said this several times. We fall in love with upside, with potential. And once we see a guy do it, especially if we see a guy do it more than once, we just assume he's going to be able to do it, to do it again until there, he just falls off a cliff, like Matt Ryan or something. But that's the reason why people come into this season assuming – you said he's got all the tools. Aaron Rodgers is just going to be great because he's got all the tools to be great. Everybody came into this season assuming Josh Allen was going to do what he did again because physically he's got all the tools. It looks like he should be able to do it. So I, th- I think you're right. I think people fall in love with that upside, and the, once, you, especially once it's seen. I think Aaron Rodgers, at some point, he's going to start to decline, obviously. I don't think that he's going to fall off a cliff, but yeah, I don't so think he's going to match what he did last year. That's almost impossible. I think we're talking about potentially two different – uh, drags on his performance. One is the inevitable father time. Yeah. I don't know if you know about this undefeated father. I've time. heard. Yes, I mean uh, I like, uh, Brady's pushing that. Well, <laughs> again, oh, just wait. How many rounds does he have to go? Just, like... just wait, just wait. Well, that's the point, right? Number number two, uh, you know, that's what they used to say about Bob Cosses. He just won't age. He just won't age. You know, at some point it happens. That's, and again, he looked great a long time. Uh, Brady's breaking ground. Father Time's undefeated. But on the other hand, I think Aaron Rodgers, why was he having those closer to average than great seasons in 2017, 18, 19? Was it his age? No. There was something else going on. From what I saw, draft Jordan Love, all of a sudden he's mad, comes in all ripped up, meaning shredded, fit, best shape of his life, and he has focus and does what he does last year. Does he have the focus now? Maybe. But I know he didn't have the focus in March, in April, and May, like he did the year before. I'm not saying he wasn't focused on football at all. I'm saying he wasn't as focused. And I think that comes back to haunt you. And that when we see the bad games like game one, the bad you know halves really, like we saw against Detroit, I think that it's May and April's work It's not focusing this week on the game. But when you do focus this week on the game, like he did for the Monday night game because he wanted to redeem himself after week one, like he did for this game because the 49ers put so many whoopings on him recently. And, you know, LaFleur versus Shanahan and that rivalry. That's also where he's from, Northern California. That's where Aaron Rodgers is from. Oh, oh, now that's interesting. Okay, so another good point. He does have the California cool. So, to me, these are the games he's going to do the best he can in. Though, again, a 78 QBR is not great. An 82 PFF is not great. Last year's PFF was like 93 for the year. So we're talking about he was close, you know, perfection was seven increments away from 100 to 93 last year, and now it's 18 increments away. That's a big, it's almost triple. He's still above average quarterback last night. I don't think he was what he was last year, but here's what I'm predicting. In the games where there isn't the attention, there isn't the cost for redemption, you know, I would say even this upcoming week, I would look for a flat spot. From Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they play against Pittsburgh, and it's, uh, let me see, it's in Green Bay, right? Yeah. And the line right now is seven. Green Bay is favored by seven at home. I'm not crazy about the Steelers. 
I kind of like a Steelers and under here, to be honest. Thinking, hey, if, if, if Aaron Rodgers scores his points, they're going to probably cover. But the way Pittsburgh covers is a tight 13-10 to 10 game. So, I right off, I like that. Because, yeah, it's the Steelers. But still, he needs to rest. His mind has been focused on football for too long. And also, Mike Tomlin, way better as an underdog than he is as a favorite. This is historic. Aaron Rodgers, better as a, a favorite, or better as an underdog than he is as a favorite. Yeah, yeah. But Aaron is certainly better at home. Yeah. I mean, I think oh, yeah. that's the driver more than anything, is, is Green Bay under Aaron Rodgers is a home team uh, that does much, much, much better. This in a year, quite frankly, that the home team isn't doing nearly as well. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Okay, we got to do it. We're straight out of Vegas. We're going to give them 30 seconds. Mackenzie, we know what you think, that somehow San Francisco should have won. For those who are new listeners, Cousin Kyle, we call him, first cousins with Mackenzie Rivers. Look it up. Give us your excuse. I got no excuse. I think we should have won the game, but we <laughs> decisions were made that we didn't go down at the one yard whoa, whoa, line. Whoa, 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 whoa! Decisions were made by whom? Kyle would be the first to take plenty of the responsibility. Cousin Kyle made a mistake. Yeah, he gave Rogers the ball back. That's a loss. But I noticed they snapped the ball like with 11 seconds left on the touchdown play and on the play clock. Yep, exactly. And the clock was running. I mean, there's some advantage to catching the defense off guard, but I think you got to drain it. But do you think Jimmy G? I mean, Cow's not deciding when to snap the ball. No. So it's Jimmy G's fault. 48 PF, a QBR, 54 PFF grade. He had a bad game, and we still scored 28 points somehow. Okay, so what you're saying is what exactly? Because I know because I set it up that you were going to uh, make excuses. You don't want to, but explain it to me again. What is the conclusion of the game? Jimmy G had a relatively bad game for him. All right, so there's an excuse. But our offense, even without the running back, still found a way to put 28 on, on the Packers. So, so what we're saying is it really wasn't a loss. <laughs> no, 2-1, and one, one loss, for sure. I love Jimmy G. I mean, there's a lot of Jimmy G lovers out there. It was San Francisco, two turnovers, Green Bay zero, and the net EPA points generated off those turnovers, almost 10. So think about it. If they let the clock run down at the end... And San Francisco wins the game. You could make the following case. Jimmy G would have still played not a great game, though he had a good drive at the end. His QBR 48 is well below average, well below average. So you have your quarterback play a well below average game. Okay. And you have two turnovers that end up being about 10 points worth of value you give up. And you still won. If they had done that, imagine the celebration. Imagine. But instead, they're two and one. I've heard a lot of people say that they should have gone down at the one, run more clock. You got to remember, this wasn't a field goal game. They had to have a touchdown to win. So, assuming that you're going to. But could they have gotten. Here's the point about clock. If you can run the max number of plays you're going to have from a certain position, you don't need any more clock. So they were down. What yard line were they down on the touchdown play, Mackenzie? We're on the 16. Okay. So now you're on the 16. They, there was nine seconds left on the clock. The question is, could they have run six? I guess it would be, what, eight plays? What down was it? You remember? 
It was first down, and we had three timeouts. We did not okay, have to worry about the clock. We, we, he says. Three timeouts. So, you would have, in theory, eight plays. You could add four plays to get the first first down, and then four plays to push it in. If you only have, what was it, about 25, 30 seconds left, I don't think you run. And now that you think about it, you kind of have to give yourself the chance for all eight plays. So, I think if they run that clock down, let's say there's an incomplete, they don't score – now they don't have enough time to run seven more plays. I think when you you follow what yes, I'm saying. Yes, I am. But I think when you need a touchdown to go ahead, yeah, you can't play around with like, oh, maybe yeah. maybe I'll almost get in the end zone. So we're and saying not. the same. We're saying yeah. yeah, we're saying the same thing. Yeah, you've got to get a touchdown. They when needed you can. a touchdown, and the time was su- it wasn't like they left them a minute ten. Right. The time was such that it was very possible they would have ran out of time. If they had let the clock run down that whole 11 or 12 seconds, and then from there, they wouldn't have had time for seven plays, which means they were giving up the most vital. You'd rather Aaron Rodgers have three or four. Listen, Aaron Rodgers did a miracle there. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This was a team that was winning national titles with Sweeney when they were recruiting on average about the 12th or 15th best recruiting classes each year. Now they're recruiting top five and they can't seem to win. Yeah, I've got no idea what's going on with it, but the offensive line just, they're, they're giving DJU, as I like to call him, no time to throw the ball and he's having no success. Just a really bad situation right now in Clemson and they dropped a two and two. Now, where do you got them in your power rankings? Currently 15th. Okay, 15th for Clemson. Last team, Arkansas. They're back. Yeah, big win. Over Nolan Richardson's tough. No, it's not Nolan oh, okay. Richardson. Uh, but they get a big win over Texas A&M, and it, it really just shut them down defensively. And uh, and A&M, A&M's been on. They've been struggling offensively, but Arkansas did just enough. Twenty to ten win. So now they've got wins over Texas and Texas an, A&M. Texas and Texas A&M. Arkansas's beat and. How big of an underdog was Arkansas in that game? Arkansas was a five and a half point dog. So not a huge upset. Now, so Clemson, two losses, they're fifteenth. Arkansas beat Texas, beat Texas AM. Where are they ranked in the AJ Hoffman rankings? Eighteenth. Wow. So right now you got Clemson favored over Arkansas on a neutral. By about a point. Yeah, about a point. All right. Don't feel great about it. Let's go to Monday Night Football, though, where the Dallas Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point favorites, hosting the Philadelphia Eagles total at 51-and-a-half. Okay, so 51-and-a-half is a key number in the NFL these days. Back in the day, it used to be 37-and-44. 37 was the low number. That was like, hey, if it's Steelers-Ravens, 37 maybe is the total. 37-and-a-half, 36-and-a-half. You know, it was a key number. 44, key number. Now it's 51. Now you might see a connection here if you have your calculators out, which is the idea that it's by increments of seven. 37, 44, 51. Why? Because people score or teams in bunches of threes and sevens. So 51 and a half is a statement. It's saying this is a high scoring game. But history says 
the Cowboys score or start games slowly. First quarter since the beginning of last year, Dallas has averaged four and a half points per first quarter. Now, the opponents have scored over seven. So that comes to 11.7. Now, if you look at it, is the Cowboys in other quarters have scored six and a half points. So you're looking at, over the long run, a real significant difference that they start slow, the Cowboys. And their opponents do pretty well in the first quarter. Now, it's very viable, if you like the Eagles, to play the Eagles in the first quarter, play the Eagles in the first half. What Steve Fezzik likes, pregame.com, and he gave us for the show, was he likes under in the first half. Because if you play under in the first quarter, you're going under 10. Taxed. Oh, it's a, it's a real premium. And I'm not sure why. And you were making a point, AJ, that... that the number, the scoring in the first quarter just this Sunday was was down across the league. There were two games that had more than 10 points scored in the first quarter That's this it, week. That's it, two games. There were three games that had a total of zero points scored so, in the first quarter, so, including the Bucks rams and the Chiefs-Chargers. And the Bucks rams still went over. But, yep. Damn. Like, it's, a, it's a tough way to make an easy living, is what they call it. But um, I like the under. I like the under in the first half even more, and it's under 25. That's from Fezzik. Now, on the Super Contest, we have the Eagles plus four. Now, that's a contest line that comes out on Wednesday, and it stays the same. Right now, the line is three and a half. So, is that a big difference? Kind of. Four is a half, you know, almost a key number. But I do lean Eagles for sure off a best bet winner on the Browns. That was kind of easy, wasn't it? It was very, yeah, it was easy. Easy. Not uh, fields, not good. My handicap was fields shouldn't be on the field. It was that simple. Well, he did have one net yard passing. So, like, that one yard with a D, no S at the end, like, how many yards did fields have? Well, it was not now. It was not. Listen, the, I, I, I will say this. The NFL, it, it, it was easy at one point to pass. It's not at this point anymore. I was hoping he had one less yard, then I could go. Zero point <laughs> zero. But I like to say one yard. <laughs> no, we heard you. We heard you. <laughs> That's AJ Hoffman. I'm RJ Bell. You know, when the joke falls flat. <laughs> Yo, you try to pump it up. Don't re- repeat it. it. That's the trick. All right. Don't all right, repeat all right. it. All Write right. that down. Here it is. I'm going under Hertz passing yards, under 255. This is a best bet. Here's why. He went way downfield last week against the 49ers. Why? Because the 49ers were banged up at cornerback, and it was a situation where. The 49ers were playing in a way to jump the routes and pressing and doing all the things to make it tough to dink and dunk. And why were they doing that? Because Hertz had the shortest air yards for completed pass of any quarterback in week one. So week one was the shortest. Week two, because they pressed up on him, they went way downfield. I think that's skewing the numbers. I don't think that teams are going to act that way like the 49ers did. And because of that, I think this number's too high. Dak's over under passing yards is only 295. If I can go Hurts under with 50 less yards, I think Dak is more than 50 yards favorite over Hurts. So my best bet is under passing yards Hurts, under 255 from RJ Bell.